Welcome home, everybody. You're watching Legacy Television. We're Jeremy and Sarah Pearson. So glad to have you in the house today, the house of faith. You are always welcome right here in the house of faith. This is God's house. We are his family. He is our father. And today we're going to get into his word. Father, we love you so much. We adore you. We worship you and thank you for all good things. You are a good God. You are a good father. With you, there is no variableness, no shadow of turning, and every good and perfect gift comes from you. Your word is a good and perfect gift. Jesus is a good and perfect gift. The Holy Spirit living big in us is a good and a perfect gift. And we thank you and we praise you for all of these things and every good thing you're doing in our lives. We come boldly to your word today with eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts ready to understand who we are in you who Jesus is in us, and we will be changed by the anointing that's on your word in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Sarah, I want to go back to 3 John chapter 2, where we began on last week's broadcast. We're talking about the prosperous soul. And over the next several weeks, we're going to be building on this and really what it is to prosper in God and to prosper God's way. And of course, when you say the word prosperity, almost immediately people start thinking, they think money, they think stuff, they think material things. And that's certainly a part of it, but it is by far not the first thing that is supposed to be on our minds as believers when we hear the word prosperity. It's like you said on last week's broadcast, we're talking about whole life mm -hmm. prosperity, yeah. spirit, soul, and body. And in 3 John verse 2, John writing to uh, Gaius, he said, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things. There's that whole life thing. Mm -hmm. Not just prosper in your finances or prosper in your job or whatever. Prosper in yeah. all things. Yeah. That's such a good promise from God. Yeah. And I, again, I think maybe John just thought he was writing a letter to this individual. I don't know if he knew that he was speaking on behalf of God to me and you, mm -hmm. but he was. Yeah. So I look at this and I read it like this. God is speaking to me, calling me beloved. And it's a revelation of his will and his ability to prosper me and to prosper you in everything, yeah. in it, every area of life. Isn't it true that so many people have prospered financially and have so much sure. money, but are so unsatisfied yeah. in their soul? Yeah. And they're so not satisfied in their relationships. Everyday life, they're not happy. Right. How many stories have you heard? People oh, that had all the money yeah. they could have and they still commit suicide. Right. It, it, it's not, that's not whole prosperity. Some people are so poor that all they have is a lot of money. money. Mm -hmm. Do you catch that? Some people live in such poverty that all they have is a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But that's not prosperity. See, right now, I know we're going to work on some of these old mindsets that, that you hear prosperity and you think money. We got to change that right away. It's a part of it. And there's promises of God in it and for it and, and the willingness of God to provide it for us. But, but if we're going to prosper financially, we are going to have to correct and fix this wrong relationship with money. Yeah, It's going to have to be put in its proper place. Mm -hmm. And that's really where all relationships thrive and flourish when they function within their proper boundaries. Yeah. You and I have a relationship and our boundaries are such 
that nobody else in this world from now until Jesus comes back and beyond belongs inside those boundaries. Mm -hmm. Now you and I can have friends. You've got guy friends, girlfriends. I've got guy friends, girlfriends, and that's wonderful. But that relationship, any other relationship besides outside of me and you does not belong in the, inside the boundaries of this one. Mm -hmm. And if they gets inside the boundaries of this one, then it's been elevated to a place it doesn't belong. Mm -hmm. And it will ruin this one. Mm -hmm. It will ruin that one. It will ruin <laughs> everything when a relationship tries to exist inside a boundary that it doesn't belong in. And that's where so many people are with money, a wrong relationship with it. Mm -hmm. That's why Paul wrote to Timothy and warned him. He said, you tell people not to love it. You know, how, have you ever noticed how people that they love money, they, you could either be poor and love money or you could be rich True. and love money. It's not just a rich man that loves money. Right. Poor people love money because they give all their attention to it mm -hmm. all often. I mean, they spend all, all day working to try to make a living and toil. Um, that's loving money, even if you don't realize you're loving it. Right. Working with the wrong motivation. Yeah. Working, being driven by, I got to have more, I got to have yeah. more, I got to have more. Yeah. So you can be, you can have no money and love it, mm -hmm. which also means you can have a lot of it and not love it. Yeah. It's got to, money has got to exist in its right place. Yeah. For us to prosper and for God to prosper us and trust us with more of it, mm -hmm. he has to be confident that we know where money is supposed to exist yeah. in its level of importance. And I've been having this thought over the last couple of days. I think what has happened is people look into the word, and, and we may see this as we go on, but they see exactly what we're saying. Money is not the most important thing. So what they end up saying is... It's not important. It's not important. But it is. That's right. Mm -hmm. what, what we have to do is be careful not to confuse something that's worth mm -hmm. less with something that's worthless. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's two different things. There are things that are worth a lot and there are things that are worth less. Yeah. But just because they're worth less does not mean they're Worthless. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying that the difference between two words and one. Mm -hmm. And money is not worthless. Mm -hmm. In other words, you can't just stick your head in the sand and pretend that it doesn't exist and, oh, I just don't. I don't need any of that. I don't want any of that. You're a fool. Mm -hmm. You're a fool to think that way. Yeah. Right on the other hand, you're a fool to think that there's nothing worth more than yeah. your money. And it's been your whole life exactly. trying to get it. This is why we've got to learn to prosper mm -hmm from the inside out. Beloved, I pray that you would prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. And like we said on last week's broadcast, that is inside out prosperity. That's prospering from the inside out, just like everything else in God. It has to come from the inside out. And we touched on something in last week's broadcast that I feel like we really need to probably hammer in more today. Let's go to Second uh, Corinthians and look at this together. Second Corinthians chapter six. Paul, again, writing here, he said in verse 11, he said, oh, Corinthians, we have spoken openly to you. Our heart is wide open. Our heart is wide open, he said. That's the New King James. Our heart is wide open. Verse 12, you are not restricted by us, but you are restricted 
by your own affections. Mm -hmm. So notice the difference here in what he's talking about. He's talking about the difference between his heart and their heart. Our heart, he said, is wide open. Your heart is restricted. And I feel like we need to talk about what it is to have a wide open Mm -hmm. heart. Because that, like you said last week, that's the nature of God. Yeah. That is, I mean, God is, I'm going to say this and it doesn't even begin to cut it. He's big, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's, that's not saying it all. He is, he's big. He's bigger than big. He's definitively big. He doesn't, it doesn't get any bigger than him. And when you and I enlarge on the inside, That means no matter what we have outwardly, no matter what we don't have outwardly, no matter what we possess materially or financially or what we don't have in the bank, we can get big on the inside and large on the inside. And that's where it has got to start. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen in God. It doesn't happen from the outside in. It happens from the inside out. And that's what makes this thing so inside out from the rest of this world is we think a different way about it. I thought it'd be good if you and I just share what the Lord's been doing in us and for us recently um, with this house we just moved into and, and how, how he did that because it is such a, such a crystal clear picture of not just the goodness of God, but the bigness of God and what he wants to do for anyone who will take him at his word. I mean, this thing has been it's been a long time coming mm-hmm. for us and for, for you and me, this house we just moved into just weeks ago. This process didn't start when we started moving in. Mm-hmm. I go back to, well, shoot, I go back to Mary and you and what the Lord began doing in us. This is why it's so important that we spend our lives with the right people and, and, and in the right relationships. Which is cool because this month, we are celebrating 10 years of marriage. 10. Count them. 10 em. years. Count them. Congratulations we to you. We made it. That. 10 years. <laughs> but 10 years of marriage. Yeah. And this thing has happened. This has been going on since we met, which we only met, what, six months before we were married? Yeah. <laughs> but the blessing of the Lord was on our us being together. That's so true. And we've never wondered. If we, if this thing could be blessed, yeah. or we knew it was blessed from the beginning, we knew it was God, yeah. and we knew He was in it, and we have seen the blessing of the Lord. You know, we have never once in our whole marriage had a fight, yeah, over money. Yeah, we've never lacked for one thing in ten years of yeah. marriage. And even if something was tight, even if a time in the ministry or in our own lives or something, we're having to watch it. We just, I don't know what it was, just early on made that decision. We're not going to let money put pressure on us. Yeah. You remember, I forget when it was when the Lord spoke to us and said, I want you to get healthy in your soul. Yeah. Well, it was uh, four, Seven or eight. Years, four years ago. Oh, was it then? Over okay. four. Yeah. Four and a half. Yeah. I want you to get healthy, he said, mm-hmm. in your soul. Mm-hmm. And man, we went to work on that right away. But one of the things I realized was that's not something that you say, oh, okay, and then the next day it's done. Yeah. That is something that's still going on in us right now. And like I said, I go back to when the Lord first brought us together. And I mean, our story is so cool and all of that, but I, I, I can track 
And I don't even know that I can tell you exactly how or why other than it was just God, but I can track meeting you, falling in love, getting married, and the financial blessing of God on our lives. I mean, what, what happened? We met, got engaged. Not long after that, somebody in one one check gave me more money than I'd ever had in my life. Mm -hmm. Just overwhelming, just nearly just blew me away with the goodness of God. And with that, uh, we before we got married, we were able to pay off your car, pay off any and all debt. I mean, we got married debt free. A year later, we, we were living, that house we were living in, we had been leasing it. The next year we bought it. Now I had, I had perfect peace about going to the bank and getting the loan. We had a little chunk to put down on it. That was the goodness of God. And we lived in that house for, I don't know, four years or so when the Lord spoke to us and said, I want you out of debt. Yeah. I want you to pay off this house. Only three years. Yeah. Just three. Mm-hmm. I want you to pay off this house. Well, looking at it, because of the payments we'd already made and the interest. It did not make sense. It really didn't make financial sense. But when have we ever done anything that makes sense? I can't think of anything. Never. Yeah. It's always just been on the Word of God. It really has. Based on what He tells us. It's been inside out. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's been totally inside out compared to how the rest of the world does it. We even had people tell us, don't pay that house off. Don't do it like that because it's not a smart money move. Right. You're going to end up putting more money in the house than you can get out of it. Yeah. But the Lord said, do it. So we did. And we, I remember just for, I don't know, six or eight months, extra was coming in, mm-hmm. extra all the time. We made the commitment, okay, Lord, we'll pay this off. And the money started coming yeah. in for it, like miraculously coming yeah. in. And we must have paid off over, it was over $50,000 in house debt in a matter of months. Yeah. Six, seven yeah. months, something like that. I remember the summer of that year, all of a sudden, it seemed like it kind of dried up. I'm like, God, where's the house money? We got to pay the house off. We got to pay the house off. And I realized, wait a second, this instruction from God, I somewhere along the way, I let it become pressure on me, financial pressure on me. Mm-hmm. And my soul quit prospering in it. Mm-hmm. Remember last week you were talking about entering into that resting place? That is a prosperous soul. Mm-hmm. When you can rest, no matter how much money you have or don't have, baby, you are rich. Yeah, faith is a rest. Faith is a rest. Mm-hmm. And if you can rest in the middle of that, you are a prosperous person. Mm-hmm. That's a prosperous person. Yeah. And somewhere and along joy. the way, <laughs> keep your joy. keeping your joy, keeping your peace. And somewhere along the way, I lost that. And I let even what was an instruction from God to pay this house off, I let it become pressure to me. And I remember going before the Lord, I think it was about September of that year, and said, I'm not bringing this house thing up again with you. Because week after week, I'd been like, gotta pay this house off. We call this house paid, we gotta pay it off. And finally I said, Lord, I'm not bringing this thing up with you again. You wanna talk to me about it? Go right ahead, but I'm not bringing it up. And in October, just weeks after I said that, somebody came to us, with a check that was, yep, the biggest thing we had ever personally been given in our entire lives. And it was more than enough to pay off the rest of that house and put some in the bank. It was a absolute miracle. Yeah, it was a miracle. We paid it off. We paid the house off in how many months? Nine months. Nine months. Nine months. So we were completely out of debt. Totally debt-free. And then how long was it after that? Maybe a year or less after that, we're praying 
No, we went, went away to pray. Yeah, we went away to pray and see the Lord about four months later about what to do about a new house because we were going to have our second baby. Yeah. We needed a bigger house. Yeah, we knew change was coming. We knew there had to be some sort of shift. And I remember going away and, and praying and just that was probably one of the most productive prayer times we'd ever had together. It was amazing. And I remember just being on a long walk one day and saying, almost just came out in like casual conversation, what if we gave this house away? Yeah. What if we gave this house away? Well, we were believing God for a big house. We were thinking that the next house that we, you know, we thought it was going to be, you know, the big. And the idea that the Lord began to work in us was to sell it and take a huge chunk of it, like the majority of it, Mm -hmm. and give it here and give it there, give it to these, into these ministries and these ministers. And man, we got excited about it. That's how you know you're hearing from God when he tells you to do something so completely inside out and crazy and you get excited about it. And and naturally, it didn't benefit us. Right. But it did spiritually. But naturally, yeah, we're going to give all our money away that we would normally use to put towards a new Mm -hmm. house. Yeah. Did not make sense again. But it made faith. Yeah. And we knew. We knew it was God. Our heart just in that decision just in the willingness to make that decision. I, I look back on it now and I can, I almost can remember feeling it just getting bigger on the inside. Mm-hmm. Just getting bigger on the inside. Mm-hmm. Given something I'd never given before, my heart just got bigger. Yeah. Sowing on a level we'd never sown before, our heart's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And we sowed that seed and God took such great care of us, put us in a house that was a great step up from where we had been miraculously provided for that thing on a regular basis. Then moved us out of that into the next place, built the next place debt-free. And that was this place that we're in now that's now completely dedicated to our ministry. We lived here for what, a year? Yeah. But somewhere along the line, the Lord started showing us this new place. And I wish we had time to get into all the details of it, but it took, it took 13 months from the time we saw the, the house that we're in now, from the time we first saw it to the time we moved into it, 13 months went by. And I look back on it now, and I, in the middle of that, I thought, man, this has taken a long time. But I look back on it and I realize there had to be an enlarging taking place. Mm-hmm. Because this place we moved into, I mean, let me tell you about the goodness of God. I mean, we're on some land now, just about four acres or so. It's beautiful. The house is the, the grandest thing we've ever lived in by far. And, and the pool and the kids are loving it. And it's just, it's, we wake up inside the goodness of God every single day. But one of the real testimonies about this house to me was justice, mm-hmm. our son. And I want you to tell him what you told him to do in and getting ready and, and believing God for our house. I mean, he hadn't seen this place and we really hadn't either, I think in pictures, but we didn't know yeah. a whole lot about it. When we first started looking at the house, yeah, um, that was when I asked him to make his vision list. Justice, yeah. Yeah, make, make his vision list. So he got a, piece, a huge piece. What was piece he at that time? Six? Yeah, yeah he was six. six years he old. got a big, huge piece of paper on and he started to draw the house that he was believing God for, that he wanted everything. And I told him, buddy, draw everything that you want in your yard because he wanted a yard. We were living here at the ministry and man, it was the, no yard and nothing fun to play outside. Right. Um, yeah. TV equipment in your living room. Yeah, just... it was just not going to work for very long. We knew it was temporary. Yeah. But when God started dealing with me about a new house and start to start putting my faith on a new house, 
I really, really wanted, I wanted him to be involved and I really wanted to know what he wanted. So I hadn't told him about this new house I was looking at or anything. And he drew out this whole yard. It was gorgeous. He said he wanted two to four acres. <laughs> that was his choice. He wanted a swimming pool and a basketball goal. He wanted um, a go-kart track. Yeah. And, and then he told me he wanted a soccer field. And, you know, by the time he said soccer field, I was kind of like, about, I was about to say, buddy, seriously? Well, let's we, be real, do we, right? let's, do we need to put a soccer field on there? I mean, not a goal, not a soccer take goal. Out he wants a field. a field, yeah. But as soon as, I, right before I said that to him, the Lord checked me and he said, do not limit him. Mm-hmm. Don't take away from his dream. Don't say anything to him about that. So I just shut my mouth and I let him dream. Dream, baby, dream. All you want to dream, just yeah. go for it. He drew that picture. I mean, it was just, just excessive. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and so then J- Jeremy and I, we started looking for this house and looking at this house. And one day we were laying in bed and he pulled the image of this house we're looking at up on Google, Google Maps. Of course, Justice hasn't seen any of this. I don't even know that we'd really been there. Maybe one time at night, but... We had been there, but we hadn't seen the backyard. We hadn't seen anything. So we didn't know. Still a lot we didn't know about. And he pulled it up on Google Maps and he looked at it and he said, Sarah, come here. Come here for a second. And he zoomed in on Google Maps. And in the very back acre of this house were two soccer goals. Yeah. There was a soccer field in the backyard. No joke. And then we find out that the boys that lived there before had two go-karts and they would race their go-karts around the trees in the back acre. And they basically made a go-kart track back there. And um, it's just amazing. The basketball goal, swimming pool. But we kind of freaked out, didn't we, when we saw the the soccer goals? And we were just looking at this. So a year now since we've been looking at it, and it was the right thing. And through a series of events, God made himself like oh, really clear to tons us. Of favor. Yeah. And, you know, we pulled up to bring justice to the house. And, um, of course, the boys that lived there before, they couldn't take their new uh, soccer goals. And I mean, sorry, but well, they couldn't take their soccer goals. They had no room for them. And yeah. they couldn't take their go-kart. So basically, the go-kart got left at our house. So justice yeah. got a go-kart track, a go-kart soccer field, swimming pool, everything you believe got it for. Yeah. And wasn't it sweet when we drove up to show him yeah. the house and he just looked at me and he goes, Mommy, it's everything we believe God for. Thank you, Lord. Seven years old and he's seeing the goodness of God. Yeah. Anyway, I think we're out of time. But. Well, I want to say this before we go. It's an amazing testimony, but I compare that just the bigness of a child. He hears this little guy, but his heart. Yeah. That just goes to prove that He's the size small. of your heart is not limited Mm-mm. by the size of your body or the size of your bank account or by anything. It can be so big. And I compare that to my own attitude going into it. And yeah, I'm looking, I was like, wow, it's a, it's a pretty place. It's big. And, you know, it's a lot of yard. And wow, what's that going to cost? And you know what I nearly got hung up on before we moved into this house? Here's my seven-year-old dreaming big, asking big. And you know what I nearly got hung up on? Utilities. Utilities. I got nervous about utilities. You know what that is? That's a tiny little heart. (laughs) That's being restricted on the inside. Here's God trying to do something for us. 
and not just for us, but for anyone we tell the story to. And I'm like, yeah, but what about utilities? <laughs> Come on, you know? And it took that long to just get that heart stretched open wide. And I know we're out of time, but I want to say this before we go. If he cannot get it in your heart, then he can't get it in your hands. If he can't get it into your heart, then there's no way he can get it in your hands. But if you'll enlarge on the inside and begin to prosper in your soul, if he can get it in your heart, he can get it in your hands. Amen. Amen. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith. <laughs>